Well, the first round of the 2023 NFL draft has come and went, and plenty of twists and turns throughout the whole thing that we will cover. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright. As always, I'm with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We have a lot to to unpack from yesterday's draft. Wow. So first, we're going to start off with the Texans getting bold in the top end of the draft and the Lions getting even bolder with their picks and just overall first round reaches because there were a lot of them, CJ, right? Mm -hmm. And joining us to cover all of these topics, we have special guest for the millionth time. We have Aaron Wise, our Jet fellow Jets fan who is jumping for joy after the uh, air, they uh, traded for Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron, welcome back to the show yet again. Why don't you introduce yourself to some of our new listeners? Well, I'm Aaron Wise from Illinois. Nice. That's all you need to know. And he's a Jets fan, and you will learn that very, very quickly. Um, all right. So I wanted to start off talking about the Texans. And so they had the number two overall pick. And a lot of people were thinking, us included on our mock draft, that the Texans would pass on C.J. Stroud and take Will Levis. Well, not only has Will Levis not been drafted yet, but also they went for C.J. Stroud. They came to their senses like we wanted them to. And on top of that, it doesn't even stop there. The Texans got bold, and they drafted up from their next pick, number 12, with the Cardinals, and they and they selected at number three going with Will Anderson. So not only did they – you can make an argument they got not only the best offensive but defensive players in the draft with back-to-back picks. They got bold. Now, they still need a wide receiver because their wide receiving room is – they're a bunch of fossils. They're old. Um, but – I would say these – I mean, I don't know what you guys think. CJ, I'll throw it to you first. Actually, I'll go, I'll go with Aaron, our, uh, our guest, first. They This has to be – they have to be my winners, right? I mean, okay, so so yesterday, when I saw the draft yesterday with, with the Texas second over pick, some people, some people thought they were going to draft a quarterback. I was kind of like – I mean, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't really surprise me if they do draft one because Davis Mills is kind of – mid but i think the texas got a little bit too aggressive man i don't think i don't think they need to do all that i just i don't know like give all those picks why is that i don't know it's just (sighs) okay it made sense but also doesn't make sense i think it makes sense because the Texans the Texans have a lot of holes they gotta fill up because they were pretty bad but me personally i would have kept those picks just just stay in one spot really that's just me Okay, CJ. Okay, CJ. Was this was this was this the the right move or not the right move for Houston? I believe it was this move. Moreover, than getting, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the draft, and beyond a shadow of a doubt, the best defensive player in the draft. This sent a message, a message to the other teams that said, "This these these are not the Texans of yore. These are these are the new look Texans." New, uh, new, you know, new head coach, new philosophy, new everything. They came out, they came to their senses and took C.J. Stroud, 
and they got the best defender in the draft in Will Levis. I mean, oh my God, Will Anderson. Sorry, yeesh. So I'm sorry. I think this is a win for them, and you, and I am definitely going to make the case that they won the first round. Yeah, well, our boy Nick Casario, the former Patriots GM, has been nailing the, his picks and all the pickups, just free agency trades, all of it. And I mean, it showed through this through this draft. They got a, they got aggressive and they took the best offensive and defensive players of this draft. But talk, good or bad for the Texans? I think Bold. it's I think it's good because it's a step in the right direction. I just don't know what long term implications they have for the future. Uh, they still haven't chosen a weapon for C.J. Stroud. Uh, they got rid of Brandon Cooks, their their former weapon that they had. So I don't know how they'll look on offense. They're just going to have to like rely on Damon Pierce just heavily. But I think they they're taking steps in the right direction. I obviously don't think they're going to be competing right now. But in time, if they get a few more pieces later in the draft, maybe some day two, day three fixes on defense. I think they could be – it's a step in the right direction, and they can build upon this n- next year. But obviously, I don't think there will be contenders or anything like that. But I think it's a step in the right direction for what they want to be in the future. Yeah, so it's also important to understand. So when they traded with Cleveland, um, they got three first-round picks out of it. So they used their, they used their first from last year. Um, they used it this year. By trading it away to trade up, and they have and they traded next year's uh, their own pick in order to trade up as well. So they traded fir- two firsts in order to go from uh, from twelve over to three, but they still have that last first next year. So they didn't give up their entire future just yet. I also believe they gave up their only second. Um, I'm checking right now to see if they still have a day. They might have a day two pick. I don't know if they have a second anymore, Um, but they didn't, it it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that, that they didn't give up too much to trade up, which was encouraging. And they still have a first, first pick next year. So they can use that on a wide receiver. And I think we're also forgetting that they still have Dalton Schultz. They signed Dalton Schultz. They got Robert Woods, who, I mean, who knows if he has anything left. He's He didn't seem right after that ACL tear. Um, but they also have Noah Brown, who had a career year this past season as their wide receiver three. But that's it, – it's it's something. You're um, not moving me, Adam. You're not moving me with these names. Okay. Well, how about the fact that they have one of the better, uh, better offensive lines in the league? That's- Good young – offensive line two bookend tackles um they took a guard in in the first round last year um and you know they they have one of the better offensive lines in the league so i i think just being able to get protection for cj stroud gives them enough time to find these pieces that they have these guys who have been uh who are most of them are have bens but they could be they could bounce back if they have enough time to, if Stroud has enough time to throw to him. So I think that's important to be able to have time to throw. Um, The offensive line makes receivers actually, believe it or not. Mm, uh, I'm not going to, if they had like a true number one, I would like the pieces around him a lot more, but since I don't see it like a true number one guy that they have, I'm struggling to like be like be excited for the Texans like for like receivers and for the long term right now. 
it's definitely going to be a weakness. Don't get me wrong. And they, they will definitely need to find a number one. But I'm just saying, like, Robert Woods, you, Robert Woods, we forget how good Robert Woods once was. And Noah Brown had a very good year this past season. And Dalton Schultz still has it at the tight end position. So I think they will have something over there. Um, and I'm and they still have Damian Pierce in the backfield. They can still throw to him. I don't think they'll be they'll their offense will be functional. I'll say that much. But um, they did they. I agree with you. They will need that wide receiver. But wh- who, what would you rather have the wide receiver or the best defensive end in the draft? The best defensive player in the draft, Will Anderson. That's are, good. Are you, that's a, are that's you asking good me if I got a true no, number one or what? I uh, will have a DN. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, or Will Anderson? Who do you take? Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. There you go. So th- they took the best player available, which is good. They you want players on both sides, and when you have a defensive-minded head coach in D'Amico Ryan's, then that's going to help them. It's going to help them because, I mean, it's good to build up an offense, but you also want a defense to back it up. All right. So we spend some time praising the te- the Texans, or you know. With with mixed mixed feelings about it, the Lions though, they got they got bold in their own right, good or bad, for better or worse, and we'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power Radiate, Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Aaron Wise. So the Lions had two first-round picks, and we've been praising them a lot this offseason and even during the season last year. They've they've had a good couple of years in their rebuild. It's they it's been pretty successful thus far. This past night was a bit of an exception. So if they work out, if these picks work out, they work out. They weren't really positions of need. So their number 12 overall pick when they traded with uh, Arizona to get back up to get up there, um, they used that pick on Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Now, forget the fact that he went in the first round. He went top 12, which is like we, we, he he was arguably a day two pick. Yep. And he went top 12. On top of that, with their other first round pick, it was 18, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. 18, just making sure. Um, They took a linebacker, Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. Now, if he was a late round first round, a late first round draft pick, then that would make sense. But Jack Campbell a linebacker out of Iowa. Those just seemed like reaches and they weren't real that it wasn't that big of a need for them. 
mean, they kind of need linebacker, but they have the 34th pick in the in the draft in round two. Why didn't they just do, why didn't they address it there? That just set, that just seemed like a problem. But uh, there's the the Lions are still in good shape. But I don't know what you guys thought about it. I understand why they took Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell. I don't understand why they took them where they took them. Apparently, if you read reports about Jameer Gibbs, he's getting comparisons to Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. That's where I was like, okay, I see why people took him where they took him. And judging by that Detroit offense, I think he's going to get a lot of touches, number one. And number two, DeAndre Swift will barely touch the field. That's the way I see it going. And uh, as far as Jack Campbell, I believe he'll help the defense, obviously. I think he's a tremendous talent. But I wouldn't have taken him with the 18th overall pick. I would have traded back if that's the player that I wanted, if I'm Detroit. I think they'll both be helpful, but I'm not sure that they'll match up to the value that they've been picked at. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jameer Gibbs is going to be a good player. But I've always just been firmly against running backs going in the first round at all. I barely... I barely even had Bijan Robinson going in the first. I mean, we did at number eight. That's why I'm saying that's that's what I'm saying. But I don't I don't agree with it. If I I would have liked Bijan Robinson in the first round, it would have been an exception if he went to the right team and towards and towards the end of the draft. Like I feel like Bijan Robinson to Buffalo is a match made in heaven. They need that. They need their running game to get going. And they have a fir- they have a late first round pick. That's one of their last pieces to the puzzle because that offense starts to slow down in de- in the months of December because they're a co- they play in the cold weather um, of Buffalo. So it would make sense. But they, it, uh, Jameer Gibbs at twelve, and I'm sorry if you didn't go running back in the first round for Detroit, it wouldn't have been the end of the end of the end of the world. Even if they just didn't go running back at all. You still have David Montgomery, and you still have DeAndre Swift. So you're you're kind of fine at that position. You didn't need Jameer Gibbs. What you needed was some other pieces on on defense, uh, namely on that interior defensive line. Yeah. Honestly, they should never have draft. They should not have traded back with the sixth pick. They should not have done that. They should have held on to it and drafted Jalen Carter. That would have been the better pick for them. I thought it was a slam dunk, but another reach, which is why the the NFL draft is a complete crapshoot. And um, yes, we did get only one pick right in the top ten, so that was actually two because there was uh, Bijan Robinson who went eight, just like we thought. But it doesn't mean we agree with it. Still a stupid pick. They should have taken Smith and Jigba, but um, CJ, give me uh, what are your thoughts? I want to start with a report from Tom Pelissero, who said that the Lions confirmed that they, quote, would have been comfortable selecting Jameer Gibbs at their original selection of number six. They traded back to 12 to get Gibbs. And so, yeah, Tom Pelissero confirmed that Detroit still would have taken Gibbs at number six. Now, I mean – at least they traded back. Imagine yeah. if they took Gibbs at six, we if would they have took been over Bijan Robinson. It would have broken the internet. It would have broken the internet because I I, I actually kind of agree with uh, Bijan Robinson going in the first round. Granted, not that late, 
But Jameer Gibbs, not only going in the first round, but going before Robinson. Oh my God, that would have been insane. But um, uh, Aaron, do you have any other thoughts before we move on here? All right, I just got some thoughts on the line situation. So, so this Jameer Gibbs guy, whatever. I think, I th- I think personally, why they picked him is because I heard that there's teams around the NFL they're in. They're engaged in trade talks with the uh, what's his name? Sydney Swift. I forgot his name. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him, yeah, him. I've heard some trade talks with them, so maybe it could all could work out if they could get rid of him or something like that. But also, too, I do agree. I personally want to draft running back in the first round. I could like I would just wait in the later rounds to get running back. To be honest, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson was taken in the first round, and he's he's been. He's been awesome for New England. Yeah. Uh, four, fourth round. I meant to say fourth. Oh, oh, oh. Ramondre yeah. Stevenson was taken in the fourth round, and he worked yeah. out pretty well. Better than Sony Michelle, who was mm-hmm. taken in the first round. So just saying. Yeah, yeah. Find about, talent in the later rounds with with uh, with running backs. For, for, for example, like Camara, Christian McCaffrey, just the name of those guys. Yeah, yeah. You don't it, like they kind of prove that you don't need to find. It's not fine that uh, that you don't need to draft running backs in the first round. Like on like Saquon Barkley, that was McCaffrey, insane though. McCaffrey went round one, by the way. Oh, round one. Oh, okay. McCaffrey went round one. Yeah. Um, okay. and I believe I, I believe well, Kamara didn't go round one. He went round three, which yeah. is still fairly early. I mean, it's kind of early. <laughs> it's not but bad. Still, That's not I, bad. It's acceptable taking a running back on a with a day two pick, taking him fourth yeah. overall, like a Saquon Barkley or a Leonard Fournette or a uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Bit I'm of a reach. Yeah, Fournette. Fournette kind of burned out pretty fast, to be honest, because now because now he's just slow. Yeah, but yeah, but, but, but yeah, that's all I got there. Yeah, not not huge on running backs going early. Jameer Gibbs was a huge reach. Jack Campbell would have been fine if they took him later. Maybe if they traded back and they decided we just want Campbell, that would have been fine. But you took him 18th, which was just really really odd. All right, so we kind of talked about some uh, some reaches with the Lions picks alone, but it was kind of an issue throughout the entire draft. In fact, so much so that there were players who still haven't been picked yet, who should have been picked yesterday. And they will probably, their names will probably be called in the second round. We're going to get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, special guest Aaron Wise. So, as I mentioned when I teased this segment, first round reaches were a problem. So much so that there are players 
who are dra- who aren't who are whose names were supposed to be called last night are probably going to be called tonight because players just teams just decided to get too cute. And now CJ, our draft guy over here, wanted to run point on this segment. So please, CJ, the floor is yours. Now, Adam and Justin and I went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the first round. And oh my God, if you could have seen our faces for some of these picks, this was insane. So we all know about the Lions, so we're not going to touch on them. All right. Then we can all agree on that. We're also not going to touch on the Falcons for Bijan Robinson because, you know, it's actually something we predicted. But the Chicago Bears doing a pick swap with Philly. So they're going back to number 10, right? The Bears took Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. Now, I know it fills a need. But with Peter Skaronsky and Broderick Jones on the board, you go Darnell Wright in the top 10? I'm sorry. On the high side, that's a C-plus pick. And Aaron, you might want to look away because we might have to talk about your Jets. Um, At 15, they got edge rusher Will McDonald from Iowa State. I don't think I even saw him going in – that high or let alone in the first round in any mock draft that I saw towards the end. And I for sure didn't see it coming. We didn't see it coming. I didn't even have a first round grade on him. I had like a early to late second round grade on him. It's just with all due respect, I feel like that was a panic pick for the jets. Cause I think they wanted Broderick Jones, but new England traded back with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh leapfrogged the jets to take Jones. So But if you're the Jets, why don't you just trade back? Also, 13, we have Green Bay getting Lucas Van Ness with Jackson Smith and Jigba on the board. You know, you need a receiver. So, of course, they go defense. Well, Jordan Love, you are officially getting the Aaron Rodgers treatment. And then uh, I will give a brief uh, shout-out here to the Washington Commanders taking Mississippi State corner Emmanuel Forbes. That fills a need, but arguably the best corner in the draft, I said arguably, Christian Gonzalez went one pick later to New England. Why did you take Forbes over Gonzalez? And then Tampa getting Kalijah Cansey. That's strange, especially with Brian Breesey on the board. And the Cowboys getting Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle for Michigan. Huge reach. And then we're going to end... With pick number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champions, take Felix and Adike Uzama from Kansas State. If you really want to get an edge rusher and you're that close to the second round, why not get B.J. Ojolari? I just – I guess that's why I'm not a GM. I just don't understand half of these picks. Also, Jalen Hyatt was available and uh, – Josh Downs. And, and Josh Downs. And Josh Downs and wide receiver was a need for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying draft Jalen Hyatt if he wasn't going to go in the first round, but at least trade back with the pick and go on day two with it, and you get an extra asset and your guy Jalen Hyatt. That that just that part just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, and as a result, we've seen quite a few good players fall out of the first, even though we're not high on them. Will Levis, he was projected to go in the first round. Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Cam Smith. Huh. Interesting. 
That's all I have to say about that. What do you guys think? I forget. Who took Miles Murphy? Uh, The Bengals. All right. Uh, yeah, I re- now I remember. I couldn't... Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got one. I got one thing. What's up? Did so? Did the Ravens get Zay Flowers or? Yes, we did. Um, we did. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Here's one of two. Okay, here's one thing about Zay Flowers. I'm glad the Ravens got Zay Flowers because I didn't want him going to Kansas City, man. Because Mahomes was working out with them, and I don't like the Chiefs, man. So I'm glad they. I'm glad they didn't get him. So. Can I give you one thought on the Patriots here? Listen, I'm not. I I listen. I'm not going to say I don't love what happened where they were able to get Christian McCaffrey, uh, Christian Christian Gonzalez. In fact, I am so. um, It's I am so shaken that the Patriots that a player fell to the Patriots and they actually took that player that fell to them. Usually. They just trade back and they do something dumb like take a tackle or a guard, something like that. Even though that w- would have worked out if they took that. But a tackle. listen, the fact that we are calling it an A++++ move, that they took a guy who they should take, is a little bit of a problem. The fact that Bill didn't do something stupid is a little like, of course you need to take him. And also, I, between... Between Christian Gonzalez, the more I've let this marinate, the more I believe this. Between Christian Gonzalez and Jackson Smith and Jigba, listen, they've been fine at cornerback no matter what they do. And they have found they have found late round gems. They have gotten guys in signings, trades, all the, the whole nine yards. So I kind of trust Bill Belichick in that sense to the point where I don't believe you really need to take a corner that early. And honestly, I would have taken Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that was that that's a bigger need for them. And if they took if they took him, it would have made a little more sense because Bill struggles with the wide receiver position. And if you take the sure thing at wide receiver, you get Mac Jones weapon, and you're gonna be fine at the defensive back position because you always are. And it's Bill, he's a defensive guy, he always figures it out. I know in Bill we trust has kind of lost a lot of its of its uh, uh, luster. luster in the past few years, <laughs> blanking on was blanking on the name there, but on the defensive side, I do trust him there. I do trust him, especially in the secondary. He's been doing a marvelous job there. Um, just going like go back in the the past ten years, even you had so first you had Devin McCourty, then you had Akib Talib, then you brought in Revis for a year, then you had Mal- then you had Malcolm Butler. Then you brought in Stephon Gilmore. Then you had J.C. Jackson. Then you have Jack Jones. The list goes on. He always finds the number one guys. And honestly, Jack Jones and Marcus Jones, they might have something in them. Like, those guys, those guys might not be done developing. Hold on. So, Adam, first of all, let me explain something. With Bill Belichick's history of developing wide receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, especially coming off a season-ending injury, is far from a sure thing. I think it's meanwhile, more- Christian Gonzalez is bigger, stronger, and faster than every corner we have on the roster. Right? Christian Gonzalez is the only corner on this team that is above six feet tall. They would have been fine. They would no, have been fine. No, no, no. What they have. Would they really have been so fine, or, or were the others just playing up to the competition, playing over their heads? I lead toward the second one. Jack Jones. He's had a good year. 
JC Jackson, he was a pretty good corner. Malcolm Butler was a pretty good corner. I mean, you just the list goes on. They find these guys off the streets. It always works out for them. And honestly, and a key to lead. Aren't you the one that said that keeps saying arguments like it always works out or always or, or just always doesn't work out? Uh, not analytical. Aren't you the one that's always saying that? I just, but just it, refreshing. Well, it's analytical to think that you know when they when they you keep having something work out over and over again that there's it must be something going on there. They're doing well, something. Jason right. Jackson was 2019, and look, then we picked up Miles Bryant, How, and that has worked out well. How exactly? It's always worked out. Their their defense has been pretty good over the past few years. It's been good. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I'm not worried. About- true corner one, because can you see Jack Jones or Jonathan Jones or or any of the Joneses matching step for step with Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson? No. I think, you can, I think you can find ways to to contain them in some way. I mean, no one's. No, 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 I'm sorry. Christian, Christian Gonzalez Hill isn't is, doing it either. Yes, he is. We don't know that. Bigger, stronger, and faster than Diggs. We have we have gone past the day and age where corners can just make a uh, make a wide receiver disappear. This is That's a wide true. receivers league now. They they just don't do that anymore. The days of the Revis Island corner. are behind us, and yeah, you might yeah, find very good corners. Or something to say about that, and so does Tariq Woolen. We might find very good corners, and I'm not even saying that Christian Christian Gonzalez is a bad pick. It's a very good pick. I just probably would have preferred they go on the offensive side of the ball because that is where Bill has struggled. That's where I want them to. So you want him to continue to struggle? You keep saying that he's going to struggle. So yeah, let's just double down on that. Jackson Smith and Jigba was far from a sure thing. He literally came off a season ending injury. And is it any wonder that he kept falling past us? The earlier you draft, the more of a sure thing you you can, that the player is going to be. That's going, that's the way it's going to work. Oh yeah, I think Isaiah Win begs to differ. Isaiah Win, Isaiah Win worked out, but yeah, and he's not on the team now, and no one else has picked him up. I disagree. You said you said yourself it was because he was hurt his last couple of years. Yeah, exactly, and that's funny because you said it didn't matter. I didn't say it didn't matter. You literally did not on the show, but you said it before. I didn't say it didn't matter. I never said that. I mean, literally in the car, you're like, oh yeah, well injuries. I did not say injuries don't matter. Injuries matter. I just, I might have said you you can't predict injuries, which is true because Isaiah Wynn worked for a few years before he got hurt. A few Listen, years. we're never he didn't even play his own rookie season. He worked a few years before he got hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, he did get hurt his his rookie year, but then once he got back and he was healthy, did he, he even, out for a couple. Did he even play a full 16 17 games? A lot of players don't. Okay, yeah, but no, see, your argument, that's a red herring. No, no, don't do this. Answer the question. We got to go. We got to get going. That's the most long-winded one here. All right, fine, whatever. We got to move on. You're you're the most long-winded one here. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Literally every viewer we've had that I've spoken to disagrees, but whatever. About what, me? Yes. Guys, either stop or I'll meet you both. All right, fine. Listen, we got to move on. And we are going to get to Aaron Rodgers' guest segment where he is going to talk about newly acquired Aaron Rodgers and possibly uh, the Jets' expectations now that they acquired the player. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast.
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting, Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Aaron Wise. So Aaron, our guest for the how many times, has a guest segment where he is going to talk about his Jets and their expectations next season where they are uh, where they have just acquired Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron, what do you got? Okay, so the Jets. I, I keep on even saying this right now. We actually got, you know, expectations, you know. So uh, the expectation this year is make the playoffs and make a run at the Super Bowl. Like, like we, we basically got to do it because we, we have a top 10 defense. Our offense last year could have been better. We had, like, a functional quarterback that could throw a forward pass consistently, but that didn't work out. But you see errors – in the Jets, it just seems like a dream. Like I don't know. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to get used to because 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 I'm so used to I'm so used to like bad quarterbacks every single year. I'm used to I'm used to sucky, so I'm not used to the winning mindset now. So it's taking me some, some time to get used to it. But uh, I did saw the restructuring contract of Aaron Rodgers. So I think this year we're paying him forty three million, and if he plays next year, we pay him one hundred seven million. I don't know. The, the hundred seven million next year sounds a little bit kind of whack. But I don't know how I don't know how I don't know I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate with the hundred seven million, but that sounds kind of a little bit too much. Especially for like a 40, 41 year old. But uh I don't know. I'm pretty excited, but also too, I also gotta remind myself that we are the Jets at the end of the day. So um but yeah, I think I think the Jets could win, could easily could win the division this year. I know it sounds crazy, but we're not gonna be last place no more. I think the Patriots can be last, Miami three, Bills second, the Jets first. I keep saying it, but I really think we can win the win the whole division. Uh, I say, I say ten or eleven wins. To be honest, it's not a bad thing to say. I'm going first because I yeah, but. To be honest, I think I could see the Jets winning the division. They have a they have a top ranked defense, and you're surrounding Aaron Rodgers with weapons. They have quality play at quarterback, and they were six and three at one point in time heading into Week Ten. They were a playoff caliber team, and they gave the Bills a run for their money. So all in all, I could see them potentially making the playoffs, being successful, and then making uh, getting to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl because I think they have the pieces around them. They finally have their guy at quarterback. They finally have weapons surrounding their quarterback, and they have the defense to, to work with. I think they may need a little bit more help at uh, on the O line because I'm not sure what Makai Becton is. Hopefully, he can you know come back around and actually be the Pro Bowl talent that we actually think he is. But outside of the O line and their struggles, I think that this team has pieces around it to actually be a playoff caliber team. I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it's. Oh, let's go. That's that's okay. Sorry, um, I def I definitely think this is a playoff caliber roster, and I think at its full capacity, they are a Super Bowl contending team. There goes there goes Tuck. I think he had to go. Um, but this at at its full potential, and I say full potential, heavy emphasis on that because they are the Jets. But. At their best, they could be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they, it would have been nice if they took a tackle in this in this draft. That would have helped them a lot. Um, but 
you know, they still have the talent to to contend with anyone in this division and uh honestly anyone in the AFC as well. So, I think I would go that far because they just have talent everywhere you look on that team. Um and now they have talent at the linebacker position, I guess, but yeah, well, I'll di- I'll digress there. But yeah, who have anything else to add before the we end the show tonight? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got I got a little more. Also, too, with the sure. pick though, I was not a big fan of Will McDonald before. I was really was not expecting that, and the Jets fans weren't really expecting because some some, some Jets fans were like, "What just was this a glitch? Like was this by accident or what?" I was expecting like. I don't know, a lot of people were, were expecting receiver. People, some people were, were expecting always a tackle or like through somebody from always line, which that's what I was expecting. I was expecting one of those, but I wasn't really expecting this to draft an edge rusher. I don't know. Maybe I think the reason why the Jets might have drafted an edge rusher is because maybe maybe the Jets plan on cutting Carl Lawson or somebody else because of the contract situation because because we do got to pay Quentin Williams. To that monster contract. I think that's probably why we we draft them. So because because he's gonna be caught because he's not gonna be so expensive. That's why I think why we drafted him. But other than that, I don't really know why we drafted him. But yeah, I think tonight the Jets should use their second round pick and just trade back and get more picks. Instead of just staying that one spot. Because we only got one pick tonight. So that's my thoughts on that. All right. There you go. So the uh, New York Jets, probably the most competitive they will be um, in recent memory. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in over a decade, so we'll see how that goes. But Aaron, thanks a lot for joining us. Always always a pleasure to have you, and we'll see if day two is better for us than, uh, than day one, at least for uh, at least for the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at uh, underscore podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. And we will see you next week over and out.